Michael Swickard here. Welcome to Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, New Mexico. Our award-winning Hatch Green and Red Chili, boy, is it good. It's from locally owned farms in Hatch, New Mexico, which you know is the chili capital of the world. Let's take a tour of New Mexico, the state New Mexico, the 47th state in the Union. Here are some data points. New Mexico is the fifth largest state in the Union with just over 2 million residents. If it was treated like the New England states, you can get four or five states out of New Mexico. There's a special Four Corners area where Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, and Colorado meet. You have that for a nice photo opportunity. People like to go there, put a foot in one state, the other foot in another state, a hand in one state, and then the other hand in the fourth state, and then turn and smile for the camera. Have I done that? No. But I have been in all four states. New Mexico borders five states, Arizona, Utah, Colorado, Oklahoma, and Texas, just a little bit with Oklahoma, and two states in Mexico, Chihuahua and Sonora. More importantly, there are three major interstate highways that bring tourists and commerce through New Mexico. I-40 East-West, I-10 East-West, and I-25 North-South, with other roads totaling about 150,000 miles of roads in New Mexico. If you drive around New Mexico, you'll find many different looks and climates, such as the desert in the southwest part of New Mexico, south of Silver City down to the boot hill of New Mexico, uh, south of Lordsburg and Animas, along to the east to Deming and Columbus. It is a sparse desert that wouldn't surprise you to see a camel walking out there in the sand. In fact, for at least 50 years, starting in 1855, there were camels living in southern New Mexico and Arizona. During the Mexican-American War, Major George Grossman urged the use of Middle Eastern camels in the American Southwest since for centuries they'd done well in Arabia. Archaeologist George Glidden sent a paper urging the use of camels in the West to a Senate committee in 1852, proclaiming that camels would be much better in the desert than army mules. Secretary of War Jefferson Davis brought, uh, bought some camels in the Middle East and uh, sailed them to America and then put them on trains to San Antonio, Texas. Some of those camels went to Santa Fe and along the way, it was like the circus coming to town whenever this group of soldiers with a bunch of camels went. Overall, though, they didn't work out for a lot of reasons. In 1867, the majority of the camels were sold to miners in Mexico to work in the mines. Those that didn't sell, they were just turned loose because they weren't of any use anymore. The last free camel was seen in the 1930s. Certainly, as soon as the Southern Intercontinental Railroad went through Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, and California, there wasn't really any practical use for camels. Well, then, other than in a zoo. The southwestern corner of New Mexico looks much different than the southeastern corner of New Mexico, which is referred to as the oil patch. For the Hobbs, New Mexico area, it all began in 1927 with lots of drilling on the Texas side and interest in getting oil west of Hobbs. 
The Midwest Refining Company, which later became uh, Amico, drilled a discovery oil well in a farmer's pasture with the well by the name of Midstate No. 1. A derrick made of steel was brought from Amarillo, Texas, and the drilling was on. The first sign of oil was just past 4,000 feet in June of 1927. They finished the well at about 4,300 feet, and... Uh, they went a little farther to give them more production. The test well that opened the Hobbs oil field was completed in November 1928 and produced, get this, 700 barrels of oil a day. That's almost 30,000 gallons of oil every day. Present-day geologists have said that the most important single discovery of oil in New Mexico's history was that mid-state number one well. Crowds of investors funded further exploration, which caused the 1930 census to label the town of Hobbs, New Mexico, as the fastest-growing town in all of the United States. Humble Oil Company in Texas drilled a well three miles north of Hobbs, which produced, are you guys, get this, 9,500 barrels of oil a day, equaling 400,000 gallons of oil a day. Pipelines were laid for oil and natural gas. Getting the oil to market was solved when the first train arrived in April 1930. The revenue from oil and gas make up about a third of the yearly New Mexico government budget. There are refineries in southeastern New Mexico in Artesia. That smell, oh yes, the oil patch does have a smell. They say it's the smell of money. Well, perhaps it is. They also say that if you like driving your gasoline-powered car or diesel-powered truck, you should not complain about the smell of oil production. That is definitely true. Continuing to look at New Mexico in our tour of New Mexico, it seems like several different states the two main growing areas are the Rio Grande and the Pecos Valley, along with a smaller area in the Gila area north of Silver City and east of Reserve, New Mexico. The star of New Mexico is the Rio Grande, the fourth longest river in North America at 1,896 miles. It starts in south-central Colorado and flows to the Gulf of Mexico, forming a boundary between our country and Mexico. The water is used by Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, and four states in Mexico. Only about 20% of the water makes it to the Gulf of Mexico. A portion of the Rio Grande has a special designation. Uh, 260 miles of it, some of it in New Mexico and the rest in Texas. It's a U.S. national wild and scenic river. At uh, certain times, some of the best rapids for rafting, they're in northern New Mexico in the Rio Grande Gorge section of the Rio Grande near Taos. That brings us to the Elephant Butte Dam and Reservoir, which has the multi-purposes of agriculture, recreation, flood and sediment control, and electric generation. There were several plans in the year 1900 to deal with the Yearly floods that came down the Rio Grande. First there was no water and then there was way too much. In 1905, the Rio Grande project was started. The concrete dam was constructed from 1912 to 1915. 
At the time, it was the largest man-made dam in the world at 301 foot tall, 1,674 feet wide. When full, it holds with the reservoir over 2 million acre-feet of water. That's 650 billion gallons. The water for agricultural use has turned southern New Mexico's Hatch and Mesilla Valleys into major growing areas for chili, onion, pecans, alfalfa, and cotton, along with many other smaller crops. New Mexico State University has driven the research into these crops, such as chili, and the railways and the interstate have provided an easy mar- route to go to market. Since this podcast is sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company in Las Cruces, I'll talk about chili in a little bit, since every day is a good day to enjoy some green and red chili. The official smell of New Mexico from a bill in the New Mexico legislature is the smell of fire-roasting chili, which is much better than the oil patch smells, though I've been told that both are the smell of money. (laughs) It could be. Michael Swickert here with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, sponsored by the Fresh Chili Company. Hit subscribe to automatically get these podcasts. New Mexico mountains are one of the best features of the state of New Mexico. That is, besides the taste of green and red chili from Hatch, New Mexico, the chili capital of the world. There are some of the best-looking mountains in the world. Take the Sandias east of Albuquerque. You can drive to the east side of the Sandia Mountains and then up the road to the crest area where the broadcasting towers are located. Done it many times. A mile south of the crest is the Sandia Peak Tramway and Cafe. That cafe is called 10-3 because it's at 10,300 feet above sea level at the top of the Sandia Peak. You have a breathtaking dining experience there. And in 15 minutes from the west side of the Sandias, you can, a tram will take you to the cafe, which has also a gift shop, and you can take a walk in the forest. The Sandia Peak Tram began service in 1966 and makes about 10,000 trips a year. New tram cars were put into service in 1986 and then again in 2016, with new cables for the system being put in in 2009. The Sandia Peak Tramway is a type of tram called a double reverse jig back aerial tramway. Boy, what a name, don't you think? That means that the two tram cars, one going up and one going down, are connected. So while one car is going up, the other one's going down, and they hold each other. It doesn't take that much effort to move the cars up because you have a car going down. Each tram car can hold 50 passengers, and the views in both directions are spectacular. It's said you can see about 11,000 square miles from the top. The base of the tram is at 6,500 foot, and the top is at 10,378, give a foot or two. Passengers ascend 3,819 feet from the bottom to the top in about 15 minutes. There's usually about four trips from top to bottom, bottom to top, in reverse each hour. I used to live in Albuquerque and quite happily rode that tram dozens upon dozens of times. I always thought it was interesting that there were only two towers supporting the tram from the bottom to the top. One of the towers was located where it could not be reached by any road. Therefore, get this, 
every piece of metal and concrete and every hour of construction was done by helicopters bringing in the pieces and the people to that spot for the tower. Evidently, there was more than 2,000 helicopter trips made to construct that tower. One final note of New Mexico mountains. One of my favorites is Sierra Blanca and the town of Riodoso. I used to live there, used to live in Capitan, used to live in Carrizozo right there. It's great hiking and in the winter the skiing is great. Also, if you're in Riodoso and that area, there's the End of the Mountain Gods Resort and Casino. Been there many, many times. It's located just south of Riodoso on the Mescalero Apache Reservation. It has great dining, casino gaming, Zip line rides, it's fun to watch those people doing that. Did I want to do it? No, I didn't, but I enjoyed watching them. They have boating. Yes, I've gone boating. They have biking and horseback riding along with a great golf course, which I haven't played, but I'm thinking about it. There are also concerts headlined by national and regional acts, along with weekly stand-up comedy featuring national acts. It is all good when you're in New Mexico, any part of New Mexico, and certainly the end of the mountain gods in the Riodoso area. They are really great. Michael Swickard here. Let's talk about something fabulous. Boy, do I like doing that. It is the Fresh Chili Company's Hatch Green Chili 3-Pack. This collection features Hatch 575 Green Chili, Pure Hatch Green Chili, and roasted hatch green chili, each in 16-ounce jars, with each providing a distinct taste experience. To get this hatch green chili three-pack, you can go to freshchilico.com, put it all together, freshchilico.com, to order, or if you're in the Las Cruces area, our little slice of paradise, you can come by the Fresh Chili Company's gift shop at 1160 El Paseo Road, Suite D7A, in Las Cruces, New Mexico. The Fresh Chili Company's gift shop is open Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. There's much to see from new products to books, caps, t-shirts, and frozen chili. There's pecans with interesting and tasty coatings. Come take a look at some of the Good tasting products. They have lots and lots of hatch chili, salsa, and enchilada sauce in mild, medium, hot, and extra hot to suit your chili heat needs. This is Michael Swickard with Enchanting Stories of New Mexico, brought to you by the Fresh Chili Company. Thank you for your time today. We have lots of news and stories about New Mexico for you on these podcasts. If you have something or someone you'd like me to talk about, write to me, michael at freshchilico.com. Michael at FreshChiliCo.com. Have a great rest of your day. Oh, yes, and eat plenty of that wonderful Hatch Valley chili. Like I always say, some chili's good and more is better as long as it's Hatch Valley chili. Bye for now.